time for The Pet Show with America's favorite pet expert, Warren Eckstein. Warren is the author of How to Get Your Cat to Do What You Want and How to Get Your Dog to Do What You Want. He's here to answer all your pet and animal questions. And now, Warren Eckstein. Is your chihuahua acting childish? Does your favorite feline have you freaking out? Are your dachshunds a little depressed? Well, if you love animals, care about wildlife and the environment, and want to really, I mean really understand why our pets do some of the things they do, stay tuned because once again, right here, right now, it is time for the Pet Show. America's first and only real pet psychology, behavior, training, and pet lifestyle show. So hop up on my couch. Ah, bring those furry little buddies with you, folks, because it is that time once again right here to let the animal analyzing begin. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show, the place where we absolutely, positively, no doubt about it, love, adore, and as I stress every single week, respect pets and animals as much as you do. By the way, If you'd like to join me on the ever-growing Pet Show family, let's assume you have a question about your dog. He's he's digging holes in the backyard, or your cat is peeing on your bed, or scratching your furniture. Your dog hates people and some dogs. Well, great time to give me a call. The phone number here at the Pet Show. If you'd like to join me on the ever-growing Pet Show family, and I mean we are ever-growing, the phone number, 866-870-KRLA. 866-870-KRLA, or if you're more of a numbers person, that's 866-870-5752, 866-870-5752, that is the way to get through, plenty of time today to answer all of your pet and animal questions, also as usual, I got lots of great stuff to give away, I'll go over that list in a little bit, but first, let me tell you what I plan for the show today, and I say this every week, and you know I mean it every week. We generally run out of time before I get to all my topics, but these are the topics I would like to discuss today, but again, as always, your phone calls are always priority. Now, we started something new here on the Pet Show. Here's what we're going to be doing. Besides answering your questions on the on the phone here, if you would like to shoot me an email with a question while I'm on the air, I'll try to answer it as well. Now, the email address is mail at thepetshow.com, simply mail at thepetshow.com. I'll try to answer your questions either there or again on phone. Most of the phone questions will be here, obviously, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. That is the way to get through. Here's what I planned for today. Zoomies, midnight crazes, fur and blur. What the heck is that? These are some of the ways pet guardians describe those inexplicable outbursts of energy from our dogs and cats. But is it really something to laugh about or could it be serious? I've got the answer coming up. Also, great, great, great news. Cats are living longer than ever. That's according to a new study. The average cat can now live to be 100 years old in human years. And you know, many of my listeners, in fact, I believe most have adopted their pets from a shelter, taken them off the streets or out of the abusive situations that many find themselves in. But can dogs really suffer from PTSD? And more importantly, Can they be cured? We'll talk about that. And on today's show, we talk about animal abuse. You know, the abuse, the horrible abuse that takes place with dogs and cats and horses and wildlife and animals in general. But what do you think is the most abused pet in America? What do you think the most abused pet in America? Well, it's not the dog. It's not the cat. 
It's not the bird. It's not the ferret. It is, in fact, the goldfish. The goldfish isn't. And don't laugh now. This is serious. I love goldfish. They have personalities. They have mothers and fathers. I love fish. But goldfish are much smarter and much more social than you think. And I'll prove that point coming up a little bit later. The most abused animal in the world is the goldfish. You know, plenty of time for your questions and comments. Lots of great pet stuff to give away. So if your pet happens to be jumping or humping, digging, scratching the furniture, confused about the litter box, barking too much or maybe not enough, hates other dogs, and some people suffers with separation anxiety or depression or any other behavioral issue, give me a call. Let's face it, folks. It is not easy living with human beings. Again, the phone number here, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. That is the way to get through. The question of the day, very simple. Would you move if told you had to give up your pets? Would you move if you were told you had to give up your pets? I want to know. Give me a call. 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. And by the way, as I do every single week here on The Pet Show, thanks to my fabulous sponsors that have been with me for many, many years, everyone who calls into The Pet Show today and gets through to me live on the air will in fact be getting a fabulous, fabulous gift. And if you're a new listener, don't worry, it's not for you. It's for your best friend, that dog or cat alongside of you right now, looking up at you with that admiration. Lots of great stuff to give away. And the stuff I give away here on the show, folks, it's not a biscuit. Some of the items I give away are $25, $35, $40 and more. I'll give you a complete list of what I'll be giving away in just a little bit. But again, the phone number here, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. Or you have a question you want to email it to me feel free you can shoot me an email at mail at thepetshow.com and i will answer those questions as long as i'm on the air again that's mail at thepetshow.com lots of great stuff coming up i'm broadcasting today from beautiful sedona arizona and i'm here for a couple of reasons first of all you guys know i have a home here but second of all there's a big fundraiser taking place tonight and part of it was last night uh in verde valley which is a beautiful area of, of kind of northern or central arizona they're putting together an incredible uh, Veterans Memorial Park. And at that park, they're also going to be putting an incredible statue of a beautiful war canine dog. And so they asked me to get involved and help them raise some money. So that's uh, that's what I'm doing. And uh, I will be attending an event tonight again. And if you remember, I talked about Saxon. I had him on the air with me. Saxon was the, the German shepherd that the movie uh, Max was based on. Uh, well, Saxon's here in Sedona with me as well. And he's going to be making an appearance tonight as well as last night. So I'm here doing that really exciting and and anytime these dogs get the credit they deserve i'm all for it again the phone number 866-870-KRLA 866-870-5752 let me take a phone call from ken in beautiful Reseda. hey ken welcome to the pet show oh hi warren thanks for taking my call yes it's beautiful and hot today here Reseda. and listen don't talk to me about hot okay i'm in sedona arizona today it was 103 yesterday but they keep telling me they keep telling me ken don't worry about it warren it's a dry heat dry heat my butt it's hot (laughs) (laughs) my dog my dog has more of a problem than i do with the heat what kind of dog do you what kind of dog do you have i have a bichon Okay. And, and actually, actually, you did meet him at the Red Barn. You won't remember, but I, but I talked to you there when you were there. And I might not remember you. What's the dog's name? Uh, Mikey. 
I remember Mikey. R- really? No, I'm lying to you. Because it, it, it pays oh. to me to lie. I remember, I don't know. I have no idea what you look like. I have no idea what you sound like. But I remember the Bichon name, Mikey. Because a lot of people give their dogs human names. And very often, I remember those names because usually giving a human name means you're accepting the dog as part of the family, not just a family well, pet. Yeah, well, there, there, I, I don't want to get into a story of why I named him Mikey, but it's a real coincidence. Maybe for another time. Sure. But, I don't want to take up all, all your time. But anyway, um, here's what's interesting. I, I actually adopted him at my local shelter um, seven, uh, in November. And at the time, the vet estimated that he was about a year old. So I take him, I take him home. There's no problem. He's a really great dog, just loving. And no problem walking him until maybe about a month ago. Now he stops all the time. And in the beginning, he, I would just change directions, and then he would go. Now... He doesn't even, when he stops, he won't even move. He yeah, well, let me ask you a question, this. Ken. When you adopted okay. the dog, yeah. and again, bless you for adopting this dog, mm-hmm. um, do you know any background on him at all? No, no. You know, actually, actually, one of my tenants in one of the homes that I manage, she found him. She had two other dogs. She couldn't keep them, and they couldn't find the owner. She had him for about a month. When I went there, my wife and I fell in love with him. So we took him to the local animal shelter in Chatsworth, Kept him there for the seven days. They, you know, they need to have him there for. Sure. And then I adopted him at that point. So I don't know. I mean, he didn't have any collar. He was but here's here's the reason him. I here's the reason I brought that up because this is not an okay. uncommon problem. Okay. When I'm working with okay. dogs, and over the years, you know, I've worked with over forty thousand. When I'm working with a dog that has a situation like yours, one of the things that it's really important for a trainer or behaviorist or a guardian to do is not so mm-hmm. much try to resolve, is to figure out the cause. Because if we can figure out the cause, then we can resolve the issue. I see. Here, here's the bottom line. Here's what I'm thinking at this point. Having worked with several dogs with similar problems. These are generally dogs that when taken for a walk either got lost or when taken for a walk were abandoned. So when they go Mm -hmm. outside, very often they associate, even though they've been with you for a while, even though you love them and you feed them and you take care of them, very Mm -hmm. often what they do is they associate the walk with perhaps being abandoned again and they know they have it good where they are. So one of the things that we need to do is when the dog reacts like that, there's two approaches. Mm -hmm. There's the one approach that says just keep walking and drag the dog along. That's not my approach approach at all. What I, I would rather do is encourage the dog to walk. Maybe if there's a second person that the dog knows well or the dog adores, when you take the dog out for a walk, the two people can walk the dog or even have one position uh, maybe a half a block away. So the dog always associates the walk ending with something real positive, a treat, a special toy, but at least someone who okay. knows him and knows his name. I think that'll okay. make a difference for a little bit at a time. But over the years, and it breaks your heart when you think about these poor dogs, no matter I how know. they were treated how they were abused no matter what they still don't want to be abandoned and i think that's what's taking place in your scenario well well, that's interesting that you said that because i mean it didn't happen in the beginning you know i've had them yeah but you know whenever whenever you come out of a bad situation whether it be a human being coming out of a bad situation there's usually a delayed response a delayed reaction so the initial exuberance the excitement of being somewhere new that Mm -hmm. that's okay that's what we call the honeymoon period you know the honeymoon period is there and then all of a sudden they start to realize that you know what maybe this can happen again and so therefore it starts and i know a lot of people out there saying come on warren you're giving dogs way too much credit for intelligence you're giving dogs way too much credit for emotions mm-hmm. and to those people i say knock it off their mm-hmm. own <laughs> well you know what's interesting it's you and I, I agree with you that's got, because you know also if i take them out 
uh, like uh, in the evening or early in the morning, and it's still the sun's still not quite up yet. Sometimes he'll look or he'll stop and he'll start looking around. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, like, it's, like, he's, like he's worried about something. It's interesting that you said that. Last night I happened to be at a fundraiser. I told you as I opened up the show, I'm in Sedona. A fundraiser with Saxon. Saxon was a dog right. that served 18 months in Afghanistan and, and had all kinds of injuries, a wow. shot and I, whatever, IED. And now he's a, a therapy dog, which is great. And, and that basically the movie Max was based on, on his career. But anyway, the reason I brought that up is because this type of dog also, um, what happens is when he's with his, and, and remember, this dog was handled by seven different handlers in a war zone and came back and different handlers here yeah. now he's with a permanent a permanent guardian um when this dog is with him and the dog is close by him what the dog does he's not really secure if something's going to happen so it kind of look to the left look to the rock right look behind him look to the front of him till he realizes everything's okay and then continue with his his whatever he's doing Interesting. So, yeah so it's it's very very yeah. common behavior for dogs that have either been abandoned uh, abused um but I'm, I'm glad he's found such a great home like yours now Oh, he's changed our whole, he's changed everything in our lives. My, my wife was saying that this morning when, we, when he was in bed with us. She goes, he changed everything for us. So I guess everything. I'm going to ask you the question, so but I know love. the answer. I know the answer to the question, but if, if you had to move, uh, would you give up your pet or would you just move somewhere where you could take him or stay where you are? Oh, I would, I would, I would only move where I can take him. There's no uh, way, there's no way I'd give him up. Ah, uh, there you no go. Way. Hey, Ken, he let could. me move on. Yeah, I, I appreciate. Listen, hopefully, we'll see you again at Red Barn soon. Okay, sounds good. I won't remember you, but I'll remember Mikey. Anyway, don't go anywhere. Let me put you on hold. I'm gonna send you. What do I want to send you? I am gonna send you. You know what? I'm gonna send you some herbal flea spray, and I do appreciate that phone call. And keep that dog out of the heat. The phone number here at the pet show: eight six six eight seventy K R L A eight six six eight seven zero fifty seven fifty two. Plenty of time for your calls. Lots of great stuff to give away. Let me take a break. Cynthia, Jeff, and we come back. We'll get right to your phone calls. But right now, it's time for me to brag a little bit about my own product called. Hugs and Kisses Vitamin Mineral Supplement Treats. Now, they've been around for almost 30 years. That alone ought to tell you something. And whatever you think about me, my name and my face is on the label, and I don't endorse things lightly. Hugs and Kisses Vitamin Mineral Supplement Treats were developed by myself and the top veterinarians in the entire world. Actually, we did this in Connecticut almost 30 years ago. And what we decided to do, we realized that everyone was complaining about dogs that were shedding too much, cats in their hairballs, dry skin, bare spots, hot spots. We knew all of that had to be taken care of. So what we did is we made the number one ingredient in Hugs and Kisses all-natural lecithin. Nothing better for your dog or cat's skin and coat. By the way, there's two different formulas. But at the same time, the veterinarians and I realized that, you know, our dogs and cats suffer with the same environmental issues we do. What could we do to boost their immune system? So we made sure that Hugs and Kisses are incredibly rich in antioxidants, will support your dog or cat's immune system, and that is critical. And more than 30 years later, my Hugs and Kisses supplements are still a top seller with pet guardians just like you who want only the best for their pets. Now, I said my formula uses only the finest ingredients like all natural lecithin as the number one ingredient and because they're chewable, both dogs and cats eat hugs and kisses like a delicious treat. Now, I do offer a 30-day money guarantee because as I said, my name and face is on the label and when your reputation is on the line with every jar, you want to make sure people enjoy it. Just don't take my word. Go to my website, thepetshow.com. Read the testimonials from listeners and buyers 
Kisses just like you. You can order the Hugs and Kisses supplements online at thepetshow.com, thepetshow.com, or you can call my office directly, speak to my assistant. Her name is Julie. Everyone knows her better than me now. The phone number for my office is 1-800-430, and the word hugs, 1-800-430-HUGS, 1-800-430-4847. Remember, there's always hugs and kisses available for you and your pets at thepetshow.com. Dog goes woof, cat goes meow, bird goes tweet, and mouse goes squeak. And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. The phone number here, 866-870-KRLA. Want to find out why your pets are doing some of the things they do, but more importantly, how to resolve them in a positive, upbeat way. You have come to the right place. Again, that number, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. Hey, just before we get back to the phone lines, let me just tell people what I have available on the show today. Besides answering your questions, everyone who calls into the show and gets through to me live on the air today will, in fact, be getting a fabulous gift for their best friend. Now, I do this every week. Let me give you a list of what I'll be giving away. And remember now, again, the items I give away are not nickels and dimes. Many are $25, $35, $40 or more. On today's show, it's no different. I will be giving away right here on the Pet Show today an incredible gift basket from my good friends over at Halo, Halo Purely for Pets, the food I feed my own pets. I'll be giving away some all-natural herbal flea spray, and with the hot weather we've been having, take it from me, you're all going to need that. I'll be giving away the amazing Hugs and Kisses Vitamin Mineral Supplement Treats, one for dogs, one for cats. I'll also be giving away some Arthrosuit Gold to make sure your dog and cat's hips and joints stay in the best shape ever. Some Bitter Yuck to prevent excessive chewing and licking. I'll be giving away copies of my behavior books. Either how to get your dog to do what you want or how to get your cat to do what you want. Some great shampoo. I'll be giving away some quiet moments to take the edge off that anxiety-ridden dog or cat. And those amazing t-shirts that say, none of my friends walk upright. So everyone who calls in and gets through to me live on the air today will be getting a fabulous gift. Again, that phone number, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-KRLA. Five seven five two, and as I said, I just started this last week. But if you're if you're you're afraid to get on the air with me, and you have a question, and you want to email me a question, I'll answer it while I'm on the air. You can email me at mail at thepetshow.com, mail at thepetshow.com, and I'll answer some of your email questions as well. But again, the phone number, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. Uh, let me go to Cynthia in West L.A. Hey, Cynthia, welcome to the Pet Show. Hi, Warren. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, congratulate you on your recent Lifetime Achievement Award. I think it's wonderful. And nobody could be more deserving. Well, I really do appreciate it. You know, I, I, I said this before. Generally speaking, awards are not, not an important thing to me. But this was an important one because the donations were going to a great organization, the Mead Foundation of Ventura. And as I understand, my friend Jerry was able to give them a check for over $50,000 raised that evening. Oh, that's great. That is so fabulous. Yeah, it. yeah. So it made the award worth every, every anxiety <laughs> minute I had. <laughs> anyway, what can I do for you today? Well, I've got um, three wonderful dogs. They're all rescues. Uh, I've got two little ones. One is 10 pounds, one's 15, and my big one is about 68 pounds. Wow, what a, what a, what a, what a combination of sizes there. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, my problem is now with my biggest dog, 
she is friendly and loves everybody like 98% of the time. She, uh, she's never shown any aggression toward people. Um, in fact, everybody she meets on her walk is her new best friend. That's <laughs> her demeanor. Um, and but occasionally, uh, and it, it's maybe every nine months or so, she'll get into a squabble with one of the little dogs. And um, most of the time it's not too bad, but a couple of times uh, they've actually wound up in the emergency room. Okay, so let me ask you the big question. Has it ever happened when you weren't around? No. Okay, so in other words, and stay out of your house, will you, Cynthia? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I answer these questions a lot, and you think about it. If you've been listening to the show regularly, you know that very often these type of bouts between dogs or, in case, sometimes cats are created over a uh, uh, wanting to get more attention from mom or dad, even though you're not paying any attention to them at that moment. That's usually what causes a squabble. That's why one of the first questions I always ask is, when you come home, have you noticed the furniture's moved, there's hair around the house, has there been any type of fighting? So when they get into these squabbles, is there anything you can pinpoint a specific time of day, a specific sound, something you're doing, or, or is it just totally out of the, out of the realm of, of normal? Well, sometimes I can pinpoint what triggers it. And, you know, I've learned about uh, food and toys and all that. I know about that. But occasionally, like this last time, um, I could not figure out the two little ones were on a leash. They were going to go to the vet. And they were sitting close to my mother, who she's also close to. And all of a sudden, she attacked one of them. Uh Aha, but the two dogs were on a leash and she wasn't on a leash. Right. There's your question. There's your answer right there. Okay. Where are they going and why am I staying home? Okay, yeah, I that's, think that should be obvious to me. No, no, it, it, yeah. and it shouldn't be obvious to you. It's, it's obvious to me. That's that's why they pay me to do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but well, the, the thing that you have to remember is that it's not a jealousy factor. It's a relationship factor, which is entirely different. So very often, dogs are very, very astute, as are cats, and they'll pick up on the fact. For example, before my Skylar passed away, I could not take Cisco out for a walk without putting a leash on Skylar or vice versa. They would get angry, not at me, but angry at each other. So I always always knew when I was taking them out to put a leash on both of them. So very often the dog, because they learn through association, when they see the other two, the little ones, kind of clamped up on a leash with your mom, uh, that's probably what provoked the scenario. But did it break up pretty rapidly? No, that is another part of the problem. When she does attack, I can't get her off. And, you know, I can pull on her, I can, and she just will not let go. Is there one specific one of the little dogs that she doesn't get along with her? It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't really make any difference. And you walk the three of them together? No, I don't, I, because it's impossible. Okay. I walk them separately. All, all three of them separately? Yeah, well, no, I walk the two little ones together and then my big ones separately. Okay, what I'd like you to try to do, if possible, if maybe you have a friend that can once a week come over and walk one of the little ones while you're walking the other two, I want to get the three of them on neutral territory together. Okay. I think that's be real. You know, you have three dogs, and those three dogs, for the most part, even though you take them for walks, but the three dogs, the only time the three dogs are together, it's always on your property, always in your home. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's I a wanna... great idea. That's and a... one other thing. Sure, go ahead. Um, My uh, veterinarian, after she saw the last attack, said, uh, Cynthia, you need to cage muzzle your big dog. Or the next time it could be, you know, a fatality. So, in other words, what your veterinarian recommended to you was, in other words, to 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 send the big dog to jail and not resolve the problem. 
Yeah, I. That is what she said, and okay. it scared me. And I said, I'm not going to do that until I talk to. No, no, I, and I understand where your veterinarian is coming from. Okay, her her background is in veterinary medicine, and I understand her fear, and I understand her scare, and she's she's saying that to make the best for your pet. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is a behaviorist. Okay, what you're going to do by putting a muzzle on the dog and putting the dog in a cage is create more animosity. So the next time there's a bat, you can rest assured that someone's going to be hurt a lot more. Okay. So okay. my recommendation to you is obviously watch them carefully. The fights never take place at home uh, when, you, when you're not there. It's always when someone's there. Well, I, want I also you... have to say that when I'm not home, I separate the little ones from my big one. I, they go in a separate room. Yeah, but it sounds to me from like what you're telling me, it's more of a battle for, for you than it is a battle with each I other. Think, I think it is sometimes, and once it was over food and... Yeah. You know, so I should so let, be more vigilant. Well, I would also you know. feed each dog out of two dishes, especially the older dog, the bigger dog, out of two dishes. So there's oh, okay. no, no, yeah. So there's no worry about food. Not more food. The other thing I'm going to recommend, and what I'm going to do is, I'm going to send you one of my little air horns. I just want you to have it with you if you have to break up a situation where uh, there's aggressive aggressiveness taking place. Okay, that would be wonderful. But in the meantime, follow my advice. The more often you can get the three of them outside together, where they have the scent of other dogs, they're not so focused on each other. Think about this. Think about this same people living in the same house 24 hours seven days a week there are going to be challenges there's going to be aggressive behavior in mm-hmm. your case you have one big dog and two little ones so it's going to be a lot worse so follow my advice let's see how it works give me a call back and we'll go further okay thank you so much Warren. Hey, it's my pleasure give them both i'll give all three of them a big hug and a kiss i for will me. and i would take i would not move anywhere without them to answer the question there you, I, 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 I didn't <laughs> even have to ask you anyway okay. listen to the hold on i'm going to put you on with the lovely suzette and we're going to send you one of those air horns and i appreciate that phone call hey the phone number here 866-870-KRLA 866-870-5752 i have to take a break when i come back we have jeff linda lisa and denise again remember i just started this last week so i'm becoming uh, a techno person if you'd like to email me uh, feel free you can email me at the pet mail at the pet show.com that's mail at the pet show.com mail at the pet show.com i'll try to answer some emails as well 866-870-KRLA the phone number let me take a quick break then right back to your phone calls you know people always ask me warren really what do you feed your own pets and what do you recommend and for several years now i have been feeding my own pets and recommending to family and close friends halo why because i've seen the results. Halo Purely for Pets is Ellen DeGeneres' natural pet food company. And for well over 25 years, Halo has created the best products of uncompromising quality. Halo gets it. They believe, just like I do, that nutrition is by far the most important factor in the quality of your dog or cat's life. Why? Because a dog or cat that feels well is going to behave well. And when you choose Halo pet food made from natural whole food ingredients, your dogs and cats aren't the only ones benefiting. You see, Halo feeds forward. They donate over a million and a half meals every single year to dogs and cats at shelters and rescues all across the country in Canada. But if you really want to make sure you're feeding your dog or cat the best food on the market, turn that bag around and read the ingredients. I do this every week and today is no different. These are the ingredients exactly as they appear in Halo's best-selling Spot Stew Chicken. But I want you to remember, Halo has many different varieties, vegetarian varieties, all different varieties. I'm going to give you their website in just a second. But here are the ingredients. 
chicken, eggs, pea protein, oats, vegetable broth, pearl, barley, whole peas, chicken liver, salmon, flaxseed, salmon oil, pea fiber, sweet potatoes, green beans, zucchini, apples, blueberries, carrots, cranberries, and alfalfa. If it sounds that healthy, folks, take it from me. It is that healthy. That's why I feed it to my own pets. And it's the most digestible pet food on the market. I'm telling you that from real knowledgeable person. Halo never uses chicken meal or other rendered animal parts, just the real thing. Many varieties, as I said, including their new Vigo, which is kelp, cow, quinoa, and coconut. I urge you to go to their website, halopets.com. That's halopets.com. Halo is available at Petco. It's available at Sprouts. It's also available at Red Barn and many fine pet specialty and natural food stores all over Southern California. Feed your pets what I feed mine. Halo, halopets.com. Ah, uh, old blue comes. Hey, we are back on the pet show. I'm Warren Eckstein. That phone number 866-870-KRLA. Our phones are jam-packed. We're going to get to all your calls. I promise we got plenty of time today. But again, if you'd like to email me a question, mail at thepetshow.com. And while I'm on the air, I'll answer your emails only while I'm on the air. That's mail at thepetshow.com. All right, so I posted something on Facebook this week, and the response was kind of interesting. What is the most abused animal in America? People said birds. Some people said horses. Some people said dogs. And some people say cats. It's a shame when any animal is abused. However, however, the most abused animal is by far the goldfish. In fact, goldfish are far smarter than most people realize. They have as much of a personality as many other larger animals. Take it from someone who's had goldfish pretty much his whole life. They may not show affection like a dog or cat, but in their own fishy way, they do have a certain charm. Goldfish, and listen to me carefully. Before you, I know some of you are laughing, but listen. Goldfish have social needs just like most animals. Goldfish are a social species living in shoals in the wild in captivity. It's strongly recommended that you be kept at least in pairs to provide companionship. If you watch a fish in a tank, you'll see they regularly engage with other fish. Indeed, some countries, such as Switzerland, it's now illegal to keep goldfish on their own since the animal welfare legislation proved the point that goldfish are social animals. So there you go. All animals deserve a good life. They all deserve a good life, goldfish included. Let's go to Jeff calling from Ventura. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the Pet Show. Hi, Warren. Thank you. How are you today? I am doing fabulous. What can I do for you? I've got a five-year-old purebred Himalayan kitty cat that we have had a very difficult time having him maintain using the kitty box. And we have two of them. Basically, he's good during the day, but at night, he likes to do his business in the kitchen. And what type of business scary. is he in? Is he a lawyer, an accountant? I'm just joking. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure. I think he's a spy. But, a spy. Uh, so, in other words, he uses a litter box during the day, but at night, he seems to, to not use the litter box. At all, yes. And is he peeing and pooping in the same litter box? Yes, he does. What have you done so far to try to resolve the problem? For example, what are you using to clean up when he does have accidents in your home? Well, I, we just regular cleaning products, actually. Usually okay. it's in the middle of the night, mostly. Like during the day, he's fine, but at night. Yeah. 
This is real. Just so you know, this is really an easy problem to resolve. So you don't have to worry. But you're making all the great mistakes, which makes my job easier. Okay. When we, we let's take into consideration first of all that cats are nocturnal animals. So prior to going to sleep, what I'm going to recommend that you do is maybe an hour before you go to sleep is really run them around the house as much as you can. But here's the resolution to your problem. Most people do exactly what you're doing. They get frustrated. Their cat or their dog is having access in the house. They run to the cupboard. They get top job, Mr. Clean, Ajax, whatever people use to clean up. Every one of those products contain ammonia. And by cleaning up with those products, in reality, from the dog or cat's perspective, you might as well bring another cat into the house and have him pee there because that's what your cat's picking up on and going to go and pee again. So we got to make sure we get rid of the odor, not from our point of view, but from the cat or the dog's point of view, not just neutralizing it, but actually encapsulating it and getting rid of it so even the cat with their incredible sense of smell can't find it again. There is a product called American Kennel Club Gold Stain and Odor Remover, which I will send you before we hang up. But let me go a little further with you. What I'd like you to do, it's a good thing that the cat is using the litter box. So what I want you to do, is there a specific area or many areas where the cat is having accidents? Well, it specifically seems to be in the kitchen in front of the refrigerator. Oh. <laughs> exactly where you don't want it in the middle of the night where you're grabbing that snack, right? Exactly. Um, what I would do, and let's try that. We're going to try this for a week, and then I'm going to have you call me back. What I want you to do is I want you to clean up that area thoroughly with the product I send you, the AKC Gold. That's important. Then what I'd like you to do is spend a little bit more time playing with the cat there, but I'd also like you to take a paper plate and put some of the cat's favorite dry food right in front of the refrigerator. Not a lot of it, just maybe a thumbnail amount. And then if she finds another spot, put another paper plate. Once the cat realizes that a food is there, she will stop going. But more importantly, what you're doing by cleaning up with those other products is trying to get rid of the odor by putting down a more, uh, a more exciting odor for your cat. Doesn't that make a lot of sense to you? Yeah, it does. You're right. And, and if you've ever, I don't know if you have any kids, but if you've ever changed a baby's diaper, the first thing you smell is ammonia from the urine or the stool. So it's the same thing from a dog and cat. That's why it's so critical that people use a product like AKC Gold, which really gets rid of the odor. So let's try that for a week or so. I think it's going to be great for you. I think you're going to find that after a couple of times with the food and after you've cleaned up, you'll be fine. The cat will be fine and you'll be able to grab that midnight snack without stepping in the cat's pee, I promise. Oh, good. Thank you. Hey, call me back. Let me know. I'm going to put you on hold. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to put you on hold. The lovely Suzette's going to get your name and address, and we're going to send you a bottle of that American Kennel Club Gold Stain and Odor Remover, and I'm sure it's going to make a big difference for you. I'm going to have to take a break. When we come back, we have Lisa. We have Denise in Rancho Cucamonga. We have Diane in Oxnard. We have Matthew in Marina Del Rey, my hangout. We have Rachel in Sherman Oaks. We're going to get to all your calls. Lots of great stuff to give away. And remember, if you can't get through on the phone because they're jam-packed, you can shoot me an email while I'm on the air at mail at thepetshow.com com mail at thepetshow.com. Let me take a quick break, then we'll get right back to all your phone calls. I want to tell you about my good friend Phil Carter and all the wonderful people at Red Barn Feed and Pet. Why? Because Red Barn Feed and Pet, their, their locations, the only group of pet stores you'll ever need. And I'm really proud to have them a sponsor here on the Pet Show because they really care. You see, what makes them so different than the rest, it's not some big corporation, it's actually Phil Carter. He has, he runs it. If there's a problem, I 
I call Phil Carter, I don't have to call some corporate office here or some corporate office there. And Phil cares about your pets. I want you to listen carefully. They have great locations for you in North Hollywood at 5160 Vineland Avenue, right in the Ralph Shopping Center. Other great locations in the San Fernando Valley, in Tarzana, West Hills and Granada Hills, and their newer store in Simi Valley at 2720 Cochrane Street. Now, Red Barn was in fact voted the number one pet store in the San Fernando Valley by you guys, the readers of the Daily News. And listen carefully. Everyone's concerned about money. Their everyday prices are everyone else's sales prices. Check them out. Compare the prices at Redborn to the big chain pet supply stores. See exactly what I'm talking about. As I said, it's family owned for over three decades and they want to help keep pet guardians just like you so they keep their prices affordable. They buy in tremendous volume, which means there's little markup. And this is so important to me. When you go to buy products for your pets, you want to make sure the guy behind the counter or the guy helping you is knowledgeable about he's selling you. Not just that he was selling you a mattress or shoes last week. You want someone who knows about pets. Many of the staff at Red Barn have been there for 15, 20 years or longer. As I said, they'll also deliver if you want. So give them a call at 818-345-2510. That's 818-345-2510. 818-345-2510. Or visit their website, redbarnfeedandpet.com. That's redbarnfeedandpet.com. The only pet stores you'll ever need. Ah, my goal in life is to wake up one day and find all the wild animals and all the jungles and forests around the world living free without poachers and people killing them and the environment taking their lives as well. Hey, we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Exxon. Phone number 866-870-KRLA. The phone's jam-packed as usual. I'm going to get to everyone's call. But you can actually email me a question. Just started this last week because I learned how to use a computer. I'm just joking with you. But you can email me a question while I'm on the air. It's mail at thepetshow.com. Mail at thepetshow.com. Just before we get back to the phone lines here, do you have a dog or cat that all of a sudden in the middle of the night or the middle of the day, real mellow dog or cat, they just go crazy? In the world of animal behavior, we call it zoomies, midnight crazies, or my favorite fur and blur. You know what I'm talking about. What was that that just ran by? We're going to tell you that there might be some medical reasons for it, as well as behavioral reasons, that coming up in just a little bit. But right now, let me get back to the phone lines here. Let me go to my hometown of Santa Monica. And Lisa, Lisa, welcome to the Pet Show. Hi, thanks so much for taking my phone call. Hey, what's the weather like in my hometown today? I'm in Arizona. Oh, it's beautiful. It's always always beautiful beautiful in Santa Monica. Come on now. Yeah, it's always great there. What can I do for you? So I have an 11-week-old puppy, and we're having a little bit of trouble with potty training. He, um, whenever he has freedom... Do you have home, children? Do you have children? Yes. I, I, I heard the term potty training. I assumed you had kids. That's all. <laughs> Very rare you potty train a dog. What do they read when they're on the potty? <laughs> and they have those little stools they sit on. I'm just joking with you. So yeah, you have I'm 11... With the kids and I'm having trouble with the dog. They, 11 so we go. He, what type of dog is it? He's a golden retriever. Okay. So he, when he, he's uh, contained in the kitchen area, which is, has access to the backyard. He has um, access to get back there. He'll come in and pee in the kitchen. That's happened only a few times, and that's getting a little bit better. But now when we give him uh, freedom to be in the living room area, he'll go into that living room area and he pees 
and he's well, sitting on let, his let, bed. Let, let, let me go over a couple. Lisa, he's only been alive for 70 days. Say it again? He's only been alive for 70 days. Or 80 oh, days. Okay, so okay. Is that it? No, 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 no. This is really easy to resolve. This is a real, you, you, you caught it at the beginning. The bottom line is when you're trying to housebreak a dog, and there's no dog that cannot be housebroken in 12 to 14 days if they're healthy. And I'm assuming you have a healthy golden retriever puppy that's 11 weeks old, but you're giving him way too much freedom way too quickly. What I'd like you to do is confine him in the kitchen like you're doing, but the entire kitchen is way too big an area. So what I want you to do is gate him off in an area, maybe four by four, three by three. And then once he's good in that area, we'll increase a little bit. Now, in the area where he's confined, what I would be doing is having a, his water dish, his food dish, his toys, his bed, and maybe are you, you're not using any pads, are you? You know, only when we were gone for a long period of time, we used it once. He used pad, um, but we only did it one time. But see and now, but you go to sleep. Pad. I'm assuming you guys go to sleep maybe at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and the puppy's waking yes. up. And, Sleeps and what through the night, not a problem. Oh, great. That's super. Then you're way ahead of the game. Here's what I want you to understand. There's a certain times of day when you know your puppy's going to have to pee. When they first wake up, 15 minutes after they drink water or eat, or a little after exercise. So what I would do is don't let the dog go outside in the backyard by herself. You need to be there so that you can be there when she does pee or poop, and you can praise her, sing a song, or dance alongside of her, whatever you want to do. Also, when she's outside, if you notice that she hasn't peed everything out of her, run her around a little bit. Give her some exercise. Get her peeing. And then sing her a song. Give her a tremendous amount of praise. And also make sure you're cleaning up with a good product like the AKC Gold to get rid of the stain. And then when you want to take her in other parts of the room, let's say you took her outside, she peed, she pooped, everything's done, then you can bring her in the living room and hold her or watch her with a Hawkeye. So if she starts to sniff, you can take her outside again. 12 to 14 days, Lisa, you should have her pretty well housebroken. Okay, here's the other thing. He peed on his bed. Yeah, that would, that would bother me normally. However, the fact that he has so much freedom doesn't bother me as much. I want you to wash his bed really, really well uh, with a product like AKC Gold to get the odor out of it. But he's 11 weeks old. I think he's a little confused, and I would not be overly worried. If he was six months old peeing in his bed, that would be a different ballgame for me. Okay. Really easy. Listen, Lisa, do you have a copy of my book? I don't have a copy of it. Boy, do you need it. Why do you need it? Because there's several different things that you can do. Within within the book, it'll teach you the housebreaking, then we'll go through the chewing, because he's teething right now as well, right? So he's chewing on you? Yes, chewing on everything. Take some of his toys, put a little cheese whiz on them, or peanut butter, or bouillon, put them in the freezer. You have kids, you know when they were teething, you give them a frozen teething ring to eliminate the pain. Take some of the dog's toys, none of the human toys, but a dog toy, keep him in the freezer, when his mouth is bothering him, let him chew on the frozen toy to eliminate the pain that he's having Great idea. That's my job. Anyway, listen, Lisa, don't go anywhere. I'm going to put you on hold with the lovely Suzette, and we're going to send you a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want. It'll take a couple of weeks to get there, so follow the advice I've given you in the interim, uh, but once the book gets there, follow it. Start your training early on. And, you know, I was going to talk about this later, but I'll tell you right now, the same energy and the same intelligence it takes for a puppy to learn to do something wrong being used to teach the puppy to do something right. So start training right now, even at 8, 9, 10, 11 weeks old. That's the best time to start. Short periods, make it play periods, kind of kindergarten, make it fun, and you'll note that the dog will not develop bad habits, but develop the good ones that you want. Hey, the phone number here, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. A quick break, and then let me see what order we got here. We got Diane, we got 
got Rachel, we got Linda, we got Matthew. We'll get to all your calls right after this, 866-870-5752. Listen carefully. For all my multi-pet households out there, and you know many of my listeners have dogs and cats, if you have a dog that raised the litter box to snack on kitty's poop, how would you like to stop the worry and hassle of monitoring your dog and guarding your cat's litter box? Well, now you can. NatureVet, purveyor of fine products you hear me recommend like Authorsuit Gold and Natural Flea Spray, has the answer. They're introducing Out of My Box, which by far is the first soft chew formulated to specifically deter your dog from invading the litter box. You simply give these tasty treats to both the dog and cat in a dual action process that, by the way, helps reduce stool odors while curbing your dog's litter box cravings. Out of My Box is veterinarian formulated, containing natural active ingredients, and it's made right here in Temecula. If your dog is eating those kitty crunches... (laughs) And you want to stop it. Listen carefully. Not only is it just grossing you out, but it can really hurt your dogs. Ingesting litter could cause a dangerous blockage in your dog's digestive tract. With Out of My Box, you can dog-proof your cat's litter box without resorting to homemade remedies that can also be dangerous to your dogs or, or going through the elaborate measures to block access to the litter box. Look for Out of My Box by NatureVet, the first soft chew for both dogs and cats formulated to dog-proof your kitty's litter box. It's available at Petco or log on to NatureVet.com. That's NatureVet.com for more information on Out of My Box. Bless the peace and the children for in this world. And we are back on the petrol. Here's the deal, guys. I got a break for the top of the hour. It's just gonna be a couple of minutes. When we come back, Denise, Diane, Rachel, Bruce, I promise I got great gifts for you. Denise, you can wait. I know you. Uh, we got great gifts to give you away, give away. Plenty of time for your calls. Great time to call me, by the way, is when we break for the top of the hour. The phone number, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. Or we started something new. If you can't get to the phone and you perhaps want to talk, but you'd rather email me, you can email me a question while I'm on the air, and I'll try to answer it. If you want to email me a question, just simply, it's mail at thepetshow.com mail at thepetshow.com or if you have a question and you want to give me a call while we're listening to the news that's the great time to get through you know the lines are always busy again that phone number 866-870-KRLA 866-870-5752 remember everyone who calls in and gets through to me live on the air today will be getting a fabulous gift I still got some halo to give away I still got some hugs and kisses to give away books author suit gold t-shirts quiet moments 866 866- 68-70-K-R-L-A, 866-870-5752. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. And welcome back to the second hour of the Pet Show. I am Warren Eckstein. This is it, folks. America's first and only real pet psychology, behavior, lifestyle training. Got a question about your dog or your cat, your bird, your goat? You got a question? We got the answers. 
always in a positive way with hugs and kisses, not hisses. Again, the phone number here at the Pet Show, if you'd like to join me, remember, everyone who calls in and gets to be live on the air will, in fact, be getting a fabulous gift for their best friend. 866-870-KRLA, the phone number, 866-870-5752. Or while I'm on the air, if you can shoot me an email at mail at thepetshow.com, mail at thepetshow.com, and I'll answer it there as well. Lots of good stuff coming up inside. We're going to talk about Zoomies, Midnight Crazies, Fur and Blur. I love that term, Fur and Blur. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later. But right now, the phones are busy. Uh, we have uh, Diane. We have uh, Rachel. We have Bruce. We have Roger. We have Denise. We're going to get to all your calls. Let me start out with Denise in Rancho Cucamonga. I just like saying Rancho Cucamonga. Hey, Denise. Welcome to the Pet Show. Hi, Warren. How are you today? I am doing. This is my good friend, Denise. It is. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm calling. Well, first, no, no. First of all, congratulations on your new job. Oh, thank you for congratulating me. I'm very I, excited. I would see. I wouldn't have known if Denise didn't tell me. My Denise didn't tell me. See, she's the one who keeps me going. Remember, you got to say this one. You got to say that one. <laughs> anyway, what <laughs> can I do? You. My pleasure. What can I do for you today? Um, well, the call is about changing my behavior and Bonnie's, and Frank and I are arguing as to whose fault it is, but. Um, since she was a baby, she's been very finicky about eating, and um, we've always indulged her to try to get her to eat, you know, like a little Parmesan cheese on it or, you know, cut up a little turkey jerky in the food, you know, to entice her to eat. And, you know, now she's got a, a little bit of a weight problem, and, you know, how do I correct the years of my bad behavior you know, with, you know, do I do tough love, you know? No, why? Mean, she doesn't deserve tough love. It wasn't her fault. It isn't. No, you you fault. and your husband, you deserve tough love. That's the, the here, here's how you resolve it. Number one is what I'd like you to do. How many times a day do you feed her, Denise? We feed her in the morning and at night. Okay, I want her to go on three feedings a day. Okay. Okay. And I don't want you to feed her more food, just the, the same amount of food you're obviously feeding her. However, what I'd like you to do, is she on hugs and kisses? Um, we don't have it right now. Well, we want to, I want to get it back on the hugs and kisses. Too, and I'll tell you why. What I want you to do is I want you to break the hugs and kisses over the food every time you feed her. She's a big enough dog where she can get three, t- three hugs and kisses a day or four hugs and kisses a day. Right. So what I want you to do is sprinkle that over food. Also, what I'd like you to do is before you feed her, if she's getting finicky, what I don't want you to do is add other ingredients to the food. What I'd like you to do is just heat up the food a little bit so the ingredients that are already in there smell better, which may entice her to eat a little bit more. And if you you do ever have to make them make them uh, if they're not eating or they're losing weight, then you can go in a little Parmesan cheese, a little of this. But right now, let's not overdo it. Generally speaking, they might go on strike and say, you know what, I'm not going to eat for a day. I'm not going to eat for two days. But then they get she hungry. She would do that. Well, th- then that's okay. That's fine. I had to do the same thing with Cisco. Cisco was a little overweight. He didn't eat for a day and a half, and he's a small dog. And then he got hungry, and now he's eating on a consistent basis, exactly what I want him to eat. So that's what I would be doing. Heat up the food a little bit before you give it to her if you want to encourage her, but don't change the tastes. Okay. 
that's going to make a big difference for you. I think, and you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I know exactly what you're doing. You feel guilty. It's that mm -hmm. Italian background. The dog is not eating. I better put <laughs> something in there to get the dog eat. You know. So yeah, it's 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 your fault absolutely. But you you hit the nail on the head. Now that we realize that she's a little overweight and the importance of getting the weight off of her and the importance for her hip and joints, it'll make all the difference in the world. So definitely get her back on the hugs and kisses. Increase the amount of feedings. I think that's going to benefit you an awful lot as well. Okay. Very don't, good. Don't go anywhere, Denise. Hold on because I am sending my friend Denise in Rancho Cucamonga a jar of the hugs and kisses vitamin mineral supplements. And I appreciate and I do appreciate your friendship and you coming out to our events as well. Hey, the phone number here, 866-870-KRLA. Who's up next here? We're going to Sherman Oaks and Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Welcome to the pet show. Hi, Warren. I just, I was house sitting um, and woke up yesterday morning to four coyotes in my parents' yard. Now they don't, they're not puppies or whatever you call that, but, um, and they're, but they weren't the adults. They were like youngsters. Yeah. Teenagers. And the second time that I've seen them in two weeks, there were two, now they're four. And of course, people I see walking their dogs, I alert them, you know, heads up. But my concern is, you know, I'm hoping this will resolve itself. I know they're coming, they, I see them drinking water out of the pool. And I've called my California Wildlife Center, didn't give my address, but they said, you know, they're part of the tapestry and just kind of wait and see what happens. My concern is if I alert people right behind our house in the adjoining walls, you know, sometimes people will try and put out poison. Sometimes people, if they had a gun, would use it. Yeah, well, here's, here's, here's the bottom line. Okay, I believe that coyotes have the right to live as well as we do. However, I don't want them eating my dog either. So right. what you can do is available online now, and it sounds a little a little humorous to people. I don't mean it to be. You can actually buy uh, a cougar urine. Whoa. Now, no, no, and, and, and follow me carefully here. And, and for example, let's say someone called me a couple of weeks ago and they said to me, Warren, listen, I have rabbits in my backyard and the rabbits are destroying all my vegetables. How can I get rid of the rabbits in a safe way? Well, then I recommended that they buy some coyote urine because the coyotes are predators. And therefore, if they put some coyote urine around their vegetable garden, the rabbits aren't going to go there. And sure enough, it worked. So the humane way to do this, to get rid of the coyotes, is not by harming them in any way, letting them live, but getting them off your property. And the best way to do that is putting the scent of a predator of theirs on your property doesn't smell great you put it around the perimeters of the property and it will make a big difference the coyotes will stay away i also wow. recommend that people use these little air horns that i have we have them on the website i think they're eight bucks and they really fit in the palm of your hand so when you're walking your dog or in the backyard with your dog and you see a coyote you can blast the air horn it'll scare the coyote enough he'll take off you can get your dog back inside or whatever you have to do so those are the humane ways to deal with that there are many ways to get rid of coyotes the coyote rails there's coyote fences but i found the, mo the most humane way is by actually either going to a, uh, a gardening store or going online and buying the, predator, uh, the predator's urine. In this case, it would be uh, cougar urine, and I think that's going to make a big difference for you. Okay, I'll check the hardware stores in the area. Yeah, well, I just just don't take a picture of the look when you go to the guy behind the counter. He says, "Listen, do you have any cougar pee over here? I need some cougar pee in a hurry." If Probably he doesn't call have security. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you know what though? Actually, I think I think places like Home Depot and Lowe's might have it, or, or Ace and or Ash might even have it as well. So go online, check it out. It'll make a big difference. In the meantime, what I'd like to do, Rachel, I'm going to send you one of my little air horns so you have that in case the coyotes show up again. Okay. Thank you so much, because oh. I'm afraid to walk my dog in front now. Well, see, now, now you don't have to worry. I'm going to put you on hold. The lovely Suzette will get your name and address, and one of those little air horns will be on its way. By the way, those little air horns, I think they're only like, oh, I don't know, 
seven or eight dollars and they're available on my website thepetshow.com we had them made specifically so they're easy to carry i carry them all the time when i take my dogs for a walk right now i'm sedona arizona i was out with cisco the other morning and i had i think i posted it on my facebook page and if you're not with me you should be facebook.com slash the pet show i had this beautiful ah, kind of teenage bobcat in my backyard you know cisco's only like 11 pounds and and they i was kind of staring at this bobcat however if i wanted to get rid of the bobcat what i would be doing is i would be putting some cougar urine or coyote urine around my property the difference with me is i'm in a very very area where there's a lot of uh, cougars there's a lot of uh, you know the mountain lions <clears throat> there's all kinds of animals up here in sedona so what i do is i never let my dog in the backyard more than five or seven feet away from where my foot is that's how crazy i am hey the phone number here at the pet show 866-870-KRLA 866-870-5752 hey diane in oxnard welcome to the pet show Hi, Diane. Hello. Hi, how are you? Yes. Oh, fine, thank you. Uh, Warren, I have uh, two doxies. One's a little uh, eight-pounder, and the other guy is a rescue guy, and he's about 15. And I've had him about three years. Uh, he was found in an orchard in Fillmore some time ago. But he has developed lately this idiosyncrasy. He will not go at, at 11 o'clock every evening. I take them both out for the final call, and he will not go and... In the morning, it's the same problem. When he gets up out of his bed, he will not go outside, out, out this patio door. How old now, is he? How old is he? Well, we don't really know. He's at least six or seven, probably. Okay. Is it? Is it? Do you ever notice him when he gets up or he gets out of bed or, or just stands up that he's a little stiff or anything? Because, you know, dachshunds do have tendencies to get a little stiff. Well, yeah, and he'll stretch and rub his back on the carpet because he itches all the time, and and he's on flea control, but I think it's allergies with him, and his eyes are always watery. The poor guy, he really has some problems with this anxiety. I don't know if it stems from the 4th of July or because I had taken... Well, when did it start? Back. When did it start? Did it start prior to the 4th of July or after the 4th of July? Well, maybe around that time, because I had taken him to the vet for tranquilizers, and um, I wanted to make sure I didn't OD him on anything. And we got through that. But then this still won't go out in the backyard at 11. Now, I found out if I take him out the front door on a leash, he eventually will find a bush and perform. Otherwise, uh, I have to do that just for him. And I'm thinking, is it a power thing with him, or is he? No, it's not. He, no, he's not. He's not calculating how to get even with you, Diane. What's happening right now is it sounds to me like either there's something he's fearful of in your backyard, whether it be the scent of another animal that might be there, a possum, a raccoon, or God knows what. It may be that possibility um, that that there's something uh, fearing him back there, or he may have been in the backyard when a loud noise took place, which may scare him at all. However, you cannot let them do that. What happens is when a dog starts to be fearful, and you let the dog be fearful by not confronting it and resolving it, that fear becomes deeper and deeper and more realistic. So what I would be doing is forcing the situation a little bit. Even if I had to pick him up, close the back door at 11 o'clock at night, sit on a stoop or a chair in the backyard with him there, even if he didn't go, just to let him know that 
that nothing bad's going to happen there. And if we do that, for example, the, the term I use very often is counter conditioning. You take something a dog is fearful of and turn that into a positive thing. So what I'd like you to do is, I know it's not, it's not easy, but at late at night, take him out in the yard, sit there with him for five or ten minutes. Even if he doesn't go, bring him back inside, give him a hug, give him a treat. So again, an associ- a positive association with going out at night will take place. And little by little, the personality should change back to exactly where it was. Oh, well, that sounds okay. I'll, I'll just do that because um, I know doxies are stubborn, and I, I don't. I, to me, it's not stubborn. It's, it may be fear. Right, that's exactly right. And first of all, they're not stubborn, they're independent, okay? There's a big difference between stubborn and independent. Sometimes dachshunds are a little too smart for the people they live with. That's the problem. But in your situation, it sounds to me like it is fearful. We want to count the condition, turn that fear into a positive, and you should have this problem resolved within a matter of days. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to give it a try because it really does bother me that yeah, he I, won't perform before he goes to bed or in the morning when he gets up. And are you doing anything for the allergies at all? Uh, no, uh, uh, some time ago he had some kind of a, I don't know, steroid, some kind of a shot, and that calmed him down for about three weeks, but, uh, he, the, that I went to recently didn't offer anything like that. Uh, let me, I'm going to send you a product that's made by Nature Vet, my good friends over in, in, uh, in Temecula. I'm going to send you a product called Aller 911, okay? Um, I want you to start using that. And then get back to me and let me know how it worked. i got to move on. So let me put you on hold, put you on with the lovely Suzette. Suzette, we're going to give her Aller Pet 911. I usually don't give it away, uh, but Aller Pet 911 uh, from Nature Vet is what you're going to be getting. Hey, the phone number here, 866-870-KRLA. Great time to give me a call. Lots of great stuff to give away. I got some more hugs and kisses to give away. I didn't even give away a great gift basket from Halo, uh, purely uh, Halo Pets food. I didn't give that away. I didn't give the flea spray away. I got a bit of yuck to give away. Great time to give me a call. 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. Let me take a quick break, then right back to your phone calls. Once again, I want to tell you about the hugs and kisses. As you know, there's no one in the world more careful about products I recommend and endorse for your pets. In fact, the only products you'll ever hear me recommend or endorse are those I use on my own pets and that those are not only made but also sourced right here in America. On my website, thepetshow.com, and if you haven't been to the website, check it out. You can get uh, podcasts of this radio show, lots of great information, thousands of articles and videos. Check out the website, thepetshow.com. There are less than 20 items on the website, all endorsed not only by me, but by my listeners for over 25 years. Products like my own, hugs and kisses, vitamin, mineral supplement treats to help prevent shedding, dander, hairballs, hotspots, and at the same time, boost your dog or cat's immune system because they're rich in antioxidants. You'll also find products that you hear me recommend like the all-natural herbal flea spray, the AKC gold stain and odor remover, Authorsuit gold, natural shampoos, the Allen 911, as well as copies of my books and those little air horns also. Check out the website. It's The Pet Show. Show.com, thepetshow.com, great pet information, the most current news on animals from around the world. So go to the website, thepetshow.com, or call my office directly. My assistant's name is Julie. You're going to love Julie, I promise you. Julie will be in Tuesday morning, but if you call her now, she'll get right back to you on Tuesday morning. Here's the phone number at my office. Yes, this is my office, not some fulfillment house. 1-800-430-4847. That's 1-800-430-4847. 47-1-800-430 and the word hugs h-u-g-s the pet show.com where hugs and kisses for your pets are always available on the first part of the 
favorite group in the whole world, America. Every year I go to see them with my nephew, and this year is going to be included. Hey, we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein, 866-870-KRLA, the phone number. Uh, I'm going to get to you. I'll call next Bruce, David, Roger, Michael, and Ken. But as you know, I say this every week when I get off the air here at 1 o'clock, I start my national and Canadian show, exactly the same type of show, except the calls come in from all over the country and Canada. I'll give you that number a little bit later, so if for some reason you can't call now or, or I missed your phone call, I didn't get to your phone call, starting at 1 o'clock, you can call the number I'm going to give you in a little bit, and we'll get to your call there. I give away the same gifts, but right now, I want to get back to the busy phone lines here. Let's go to Cypress and Bruce. Hey, Bruce, welcome to the Pet Show. Hi, Warren. I've got a four-year-old lab uh, female that I consider very well socialized with people and other dogs. We've been to the dog park many times. but And she's not aggressive at all, but occasionally, in the last four years, I'd say it's probably happened six or eight times where either at the dog park or when we're walking her on leash, we encounter another dog and there's like a skirmish, you know, where the the teeth come out and the barking, and it, it usually happens so fast you can't even tell which dog started. But I'm wondering what triggers that. Is there anything we can do about it or is it something you live with? No, there's, there's lots of things you can do about it. But first of all, my question to you is, do you note any type of dog she specifically goes after? For example, I recently worked with a dog that only went after dogs with pushed-in faces. I mean, it sound, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, right? But this was a major problem. Yeah. The dog only was aggressive. The dog was only aggressive to other dogs that had pushed in faces. And it was a lab mix. It was kind of an interesting scenario. So, so are there a specific type of big dogs, small dogs, fat dogs, skinny dogs? Or it doesn't make any difference. Well, not, not that I can remember. And her, her, um, her sibling in the house is a pug, so I don't think it's a pushed in face. But, um, <laughs> and I, they, I get, they get along fine. They get along fine. They get along fine, and she gets along fine with our, our cat that's actually best buddies. I've seen the cat rub up against her a couple of times. Even. You know, every, every once in a while, what happens is just like, you know, when you go to a meeting or you go to a, a convention, you might meet 95 people, and 95 people you get along with just fine, but there's that one person you can tell by his body language or her body language that, that maybe this is not the person you should be talking to, that maybe this person is bad. Um, I'm just going to try to relate it that way. So what happens very often is the body language of a dog is really critical. So you may not realize it, but he may approach another dog and the other dog may all of a sudden make a direct stare or, or throw the tail up or put the hackles up or the pupils may dilate. So your dog may be picking up on that. What right. I would recommend that you do as soon as you know your dog's reacting that way is just say it's none of your concern and walk away. Just walk uh -huh. away. Because once you react to it, once you overcompensate for it, you're actually reinforcing that behavior. The only other thing that kind of hit me when you first called me is very often you'll have a dog that loves people, loves other dogs, but occasionally they'll show some type of aggression, which could be a thyroid problem, which not, might not be a bad idea to have it checked by your vet the next time you go there. But it sounds to me like the dog, because it's so sporadic, the dog's reaction is being triggered by what the other dog is doing, uh, and they, because you know how good your dog is with most dogs and with your own pug and, and the cat as well. So just don't overreact to it. Just walk away say it's none of your concern and chances are that behavior will stop to uh, will actually stop okay thank you very much sir i just want to i just want you to understand okay though when you say aggressive behavior i mean uh, is it full mode i'm going to kill you 
No, I don't. I don't. I mean, the teeth come out and the growling, and and you know, we end it very quickly. I don't even think she she'd even bite another dog. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes the growling of a dog is their way of saying, listen, I don't want to have to battle you. Look at my growling. Let's end it right here. You know, it's like the yeah. two teenagers pushing each other on the on the high school lawn. You start it. You start it. You start it. You start it. We'll see who's tougher. So I think it, I don't think it's anything to be overly concerned about. I just don't want you to overreact to it because once you overreact to it, you reinforce it. Just walk away. It's none of your concern and you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I usually don't overreact. We just kind of pull her back. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I've seen but even by pulling her back, you're reacting to it. Uh-huh. And by pulling her back, actually, you're causing more of an aggressive reaction. When dogs are being trained, for example, for protection work or, or, or military work, one of the ways to get the dog to lunge forward at what's called an agitator is to kind of pull back on their leash. Because once you pull back on their leash, their instinct is to protect and go forward. So that might be happening as well. That's why I say just walk away. It's none of your concern, and she'll be fine. Okay, so let me, let me clarify then. So if, let's say I meet another dog on the street, and they're both on leashes, and they mm-hmm. get into it. I should not pull her away from the other dog. Well, no, you w- w- no, walk away, but don't put tension on a leash beforehand. In other words, if you, you should be able to determine when the dogs approach each other what type of reaction is going to take place by the looks of the dog. What's the position okay. of their tail? What's the position of their hair? What's the position of their eyes? All of that stuff. You know what? Let me do this. Bruce, I'm gonna, I, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to put you on hold. I'm actually going to send you a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want. And the reason I'm going to do that is I want you to read the chapter on body language because it's really important. Dogs communicate via their body language. And if we as human beings really focus on what it means when a dog raises their lip, what does it mean when the dog's ears go back or go forward? What does it mean when the tail goes right or left or between the legs or up and down? What does it mean when a dog puffs themselves out? What does it mean when a dog's eyes uh, dilate? Those are the things as a good pet guardian we know, and we can also use that to determine what the temperament of the dog is at a given moment, as well as whether or not the dog is feeling well, because dogs are cats that are not feeling well display different types of body language also. Phone number here, 866-870-KRLA, 866-870-5752. Plenty of time for your calls. Lots of great stuff to give away. Um, God, where am I going right now? I got. Oh, let's go to, I'll take you guys in order. Let's go to Roger and Torrance. Hey, Roger, how are you? Uh, hi, thanks for taking my call. Hey, it's my pleasure. What's up? Well, I have uh, two cats. Uh, one is three years old. The other one is nine years old. The one I'm having an issue with is my nine-year-old, who's been wonderful. He's, they've both been outdoor-indoor cats. Uh, they go out at night and do their business. I do have two litter uh, boxes, but my black cat, Tamer, the old one, uh he would always go out and come back. About a week ago, I started going to the pee. He started going to the bathroom in the house on the carpet. And uh, besides uh, having tremendous problems trying to get the odor out, I can't get him to, keep, you know... Well, part of, the pro- part of the problem, he's an indoor-outdoor cat, okay? That's part of your problem right off the bat. The fact that he's going outdoors, especially this time of year, he's picking up the scent of other cats out there and therefore wants to reclaim the territory inside. The way you're going to resolve it is very simple. Number one, you're going to clean up the area where the cat has gone in the house. Number two, what I want you to do temporarily, I want you to get a third litter box. I don't want you to put litter in it, though. What I want you to put in the litter box is some dirt and grass from outside. Bring that in the house so when he comes in the house, House, that's where he's going to head to pee to mark his territory versus heading to your floor or your carpet. But the first thing you need to do is get the area cleaned up. 
Okay, and how do I clean that up? What do you recommend for that? I'm going to recommend. What do I recommend? American Kennel Club Gold Stain and Odor Room. I'm not only going to recommend it. I'm putting you on hold, and I'm sending you some, and I do appreciate that phone call. Hey, let me take a quick break here. When we come back, we have Ken, we got David, we got Michael. I promise we'll get to all your calls. Lots of great stuff to give away. You can also email me at mail at thepetshow.com, 866-870-KRLA, the phone number. Right now, uh, I want to tell you about my friends over at Delta Rescue because they are really in dire straits, and I'm really urging to... uh, urging you guys to help them out. Delta, as you know, is located around Acton, California. A lot of fires going on there. Uh, Denise, my wife, was on the phone with Leo Grillo just the other day. They have three fire ranges of their own. Leo's running two of them by himself. They got hot uh, uh, spot uh, teams coming in. They got helicopters overhead. They're okay at the moment. They have to move a few dogs from one place to another, but they can really need your help more than ever before. And by the way, Delta Rescue is, in fact, the largest no-kill sanctuary in the world, which means they have the largest fundraising burden of anyone out there. Uh, They've been around, as I said, for over 30 years. I've known Leo for 30 years. He's a good friend, and he walks the walk. That's why Denise and myself have decided to make a bequest for Delta Rescued Animals in our own personal estate planning, because I want to make sure, I know the sanctuary is going to be around for decades after I'm gone, I want to make sure that the furry angels abandoned across the deserts and the forests of the Southwest and rescued by Delta, I want to make sure they're cared for long after I cross the Rainbow Bridge. See, a donation or a bequest to Delta will make all the difference in the world for over 1,500. Did you hear that number? 1,500 abandoned cats, dogs, and horses. At Delta Rescue, they're kept happy, healthy, safe, and loved for the first time in their lives. I urge you to go to their website, deltarescue.org, and read the individual stories. But right now, there is an emergency. I mean, there are really kind of fires all around them. There's 1,500 animals. They don't have to evacuate, from what I understand at the moment. Uh, The helicopters are there. There's some fire crews there. Leo's working to have their own fire department at Delta Rescue. That's why I'm such a big supporter, because they care so much about the animals. Here's what I want you to do. I urge you to give them a call. Make a donation to Delta Rescue today. By the way, Delta has been named the top-ranked charity by CharityWatch.com. Give them a call at 661-269-4010. If they're not there, leave a message. They're all out there working as hard as they can with the animals. Or log on to their website, DeltaRescue.org. Make your donation. Make it today. They really need that that energy to go out there and do what they're doing every day with all the fire surrounding them and all these animals. So give Delta Rescue a call. 661-269-4010. Help my good friend Leo out. 661-269-4010. Or go to their website. It's DeltaRescue.org. DeltaRescue.org. They're fighting these fires 24-7 a day to keep these animals safe, happy, and healthy. And I got to tell you, Delta Rescue, I support them for so many years because Delta Rescue and my friend Leo Grillo don't only talk about it, but they walk the walk. You know that I care. What happens to you? And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. Phone number 866-870-KRLA. Um, let me do this. I'm going to try to get to all your calls. I want to get to Ken, David, Michael, and Paul. Um, grab your pens and papers. Write this phone number down. This is the phone number for my national and Canadian show. It starts right after I get off the air here. It's the same type of show. We always run out of time here, but we got plenty of time for your calls. Uh, I want you to call the number I'm going to give you, 
And uh, if you call that number starting like at 1 o'clock, it's the same type of show. But you people have a head start because the show starts at six minutes after, and it gives you people a head start in getting through. And I give away the same prizes as well. Here's that number. It's 888-302-3684. 888-302-3684. I'll give you that number again uh, before we get off the air here so you can have it to give me a call. The phone number here, by the way, 866-870-KRLA. Let me get right back to the busy phone lines here. Let me go. Oh, before I do that, let me do this. Before I get to Ken. Cats are living longer than ever, according to a new study. Listen carefully. Whether you love them or simply tolerate them, cats are sticking around longer. In the current issue of the Journal of Feline Medicine and Surgery, researchers broke down what it looks like to be an aging cat in this day and age. They found that improvements in diet, health care have extended the life expectancy of the house cat. Today, pet cats are living until their late teens or early 20s, the human equivalent of 100 years. And that is good news. Ken, welcome to the Pet Show. How are you doing? I'm a first-time listener. I have a wonderful uh, dog. Uh, she's part bloodhound and German Shepherd. She's five years old. How are you today? I am doing fabulous. How about yourself, Ken? Doing good. Yeah, I got her when she was around two, and she's not sick. Um, and I was wondering when, like, uh, as she gets older, when's the proper time to get her fixed? I've been meaning to do so, but, like... She's just basically a real happy dog, and I was thinking about having her have puppies. But, uh, no, 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 Ken, stop it. Please listen to me carefully. First of all, you love this dog. I can tell in your voice, right? You should have her spayed yesterday. The reason I say that is people don't understand that spaying a dog is more than just for moral reasons. Why have puppies? You can go to any shelter, Rancho Cucamonga, any shelter across the country, and they're full of dogs and cats and puppies and kittens. We don't need more. Yeah, I wasn't we need- really thinking for that. I was just thinking in general, but like I, I was reading some... Just wanted to get some objective opinion about what is positive or negative about getting spayed for her. Well, here's the, well let me give you the positives, okay? You love the dog, correct? Therefore, well, that's, female... That's, that's, that's like a given. I'm asking objectively what is a negative and what are... That's, what I'm, that's exactly what I'm telling you right now. So listen to me carefully. Number one, a female dog that is spayed is much less apt to develop any type of uterine cancer, any type of breast cancer. The rates drop tremendously on a spayed female dog. Same thing with a neutered male dog. Uh, there's less cancers. So if you really love the dog from that perspective, and obviously you do, spaying the dog will help prevent breast cancer, uterine cancer and other types of cancers that a female dog may develop. That's why we want to spay the dog on top of the morality reasons of just too many puppies being around. Does does that answer your question? What are the negatives involved in it, sir? The negatives involved with what? Getting the operation, especially that she's five years old at this point. Five years old is a young dog. Five years old is a young dog. In other words, what you do is before any veterinarian is going to spay or neuter a dog, they're going to give the dog a, a, a complete checkup. If the dog is healthy, they'll do blood tests. If the dog is healthy, the, 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 the dangers of the surgery of a five-year-old dog getting spayed are very minimal. I mean, as always, no matter what surgery you do, so getting a tooth... You're so defensive. I'm asking for just an objective... Why am I defensive? I'm giving you an objective opinion. I'm telling you that if you spay your dog, she's going to have less of a chance of developing certain types of cancer. And if you don't... Yes, I said that already. Now I'm asking about the actual procedure itself because I have read and done some research and, and seen that there are some issues that develop with that at that time. Can you please so, answer my question? First of all, first of all, your question should be asked to a veterinarian, not to a behaviorist, okay? 
Well, no. I mean, you're on the radio right now. I have. No, I'm not going to get. Listen, Ken, time. you're a first time listener. Okay, you listen to the show for the hey, first time. Seriously, you have a horrible attitude. I have a horrible attitude. You know how long I've been yeah, on the air here without this. Seriously. Excuse me. You called up to ask me a question, right? Oh, you hung up on me because you don't have the guts to talk to me, Ken. You don't have the guts to talk to me and hear what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that spaying your dog is the right thing to do. You have a five-year-old dog. She should have been spayed four years ago. That's number one. Number two, I'm telling you that by spaying your dog, it's going to help prevent cancer in your dog. That's number two. I'm telling you about the operation is very, very safe, provided your veterinarian is giving your dog a complete checkup before you operate. So the attitude's on your part. So what I'm recommending to you, whether you like me or not, is get your dog spayed. It's the right thing to do. God, I've never had a call like that. 866-870-KILLER. I have a bad, a bad opinion. Let me go to my friend Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul, Warren. Am I a bad guy? Do I have a lack of them? I'm not, what am I, what's wrong with me? I never had a call like that before. Well, you know, that's how it goes in the animal world sometimes, my friend. You know how it is. Yeah, no, I don't know how it is. Believe me, I've been in the animal <laughs> world for over 30 years, and my, my goal on this radio show for 30 years is to help as many animals as I possibly can. I'm sitting in Arizona today raising money yeah. for animals as well. So in other words, when someone calls me and says, Warren, what can I do to spay my dog? Should I have him spayed or not? Yeah, you should have him spayed. This is why. And the surgery, yeah. there's risk with every surgery, but with the spaying yeah. of a five-year-old dog, it's not that big a deal. Anyway, let's move on, Paul. What can I do for you? Hello, Warren. <laughs> So listen, we're, here came a debate when we were getting some evidence about should rescues do home checks? Is it? Absolutely. Now, now, Best Friends is arguing with me, and they're saying there's this whole evidence that says that, no, it's probably not, there's no more valuable data you get from doing home checks or not. In L.A., I'm disagreeing with it from what I'm seeing. It's anecdotal, I know. I've asked best friends to show us the record, so we'll wait to see when they, you know, what they give us the record. I don't want to sound like Hillary Clinton, but what difference do the records mean? If one dog goes to a home and is adopted yeah. out and that dog is beaten or abused or mistreated, there should have been yeah. a home check. I don't understand well, you know why what? there's not a home check. I get, why, it. Why? I get that, but I've got some do. data also to back it up so you can say, hey, look, here's what's happening. I got this picture of this kid selling this dog we got from a best friend's event for 20 bucks. He's trying to sell it now for 750 on Craigslist. That's a true story. Maybe we can just adjust our plan a little bit so okay. that doesn't happen. Is that but valid? Here's, here, here, it's valid, but here's my feeling, Paul, okay? I know where you're coming from, and I know where they're coming from, and I'm sick and tired of data, 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 data. I'm not worried about data. I'm worried about blood and dogs and cats dying on the street. Sure. I could care less about the data this group has or the data this group has. My hands are full of blood every single day working with rescue dogs around the country. And the bottom line is, very simply, is you know when people are doing all this research, and we're doing this research, and we've got this grant to do this, I don't care about your research. Save the animals that are dying at the shelters today. That's the ones that need to be saved. But to get to your question, Paul, you are absolutely right. Changes have to be made. And the problem is very often you don't have the ability, and we've talked about this, to sit down and have the conversation. But I believe that every dog or cat that is adopted should, in fact, have a required home visit. That's my personal opinion. Thank you, Warren. I got to move on. Paul will speak soon. Talk I appreciate you. the phone call. 866-870-CAROLAY. Let this nasty radio host do a, uh, do I have a commercial spot? No, I have no library. Let me take a break. Right back to your phone calls after this. And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. Hey, let me give you that number for the national show in case I run out of time here. 
starts at 1 o'clock right after I get off the air here. That number is 888-302-3684, 888-302-3684. Let me just comment on that call that I got from the guy who was listening to the show for the first time, and his question to me was about spaying his dog, and when he brought up puppies, I said, no, we don't want any puppies enough being killed, and when he asked me about spaying and neutering, it was his first time listening to the show, and maybe, maybe I misinterpreted what he said. I'm not sure, but the bottom line is maybe he did not understand the passion that I have for what I do every week. I've been on the air for 30 years trying to save as many animals as I can. And when someone brings up breeding a mixed breed dog to me or not having the dog spayed and neutered, I try to give him the information. I tried to get the information across to him. Puppies, we don't want to have any more puppies. The shelters are full. Number two, if you want to have your dog spayed, it's the right thing to do because it prevents cancer, as I told him. And if you don't have your dog spayed, there are other things that can develop. But the surgery itself is not major surgery, especially with a five-year-old dog that's been through a, uh, a complete physical by the vet. So if you took me the wrong way, maybe you should listen to the show a little bit more often and realize that we're passionate about it. It's not that we're angry. It's not that we're defensive. It's that we're passionate about it because we're dealing with it on a daily basis. Uh, let me go back to the phones here. Let me go to uh, David in Beverly Hills. Hey, David, welcome to the show. Hi, Warren. I uh, just wanted to start out by telling you I absolutely love your show. Um, I think you are amazing. Uh, uh, you're, you're an animal behaviorist. I'm actually a psychologist, and I think Ken was calling the wrong show. Um, I think that... <laughs> Maybe he had been mistreated or something. But I, I just, I just, I just felt, David, that maybe he was the first time he ever listened to the show, and maybe he mistook my passion, which I am obviously I'm a passionate guy, Romanian. I got the Romanian passion in me. He might have mistaken that for for being defensive. But anyway, the bottom line is the only thing I care about is hopefully he'll get his dog spayed. Yeah, I hope so. Um, uh, so I'm calling. I have a three-year-old female multipoo. Um, usually, my wife and I rescue dogs, and usually two or three at a time. Um, when our last dog died, a, an Italian greyhound, we decided she wanted to get a small dog that she said she was going to carry everywhere. Um, so we only got one dog this time. She ended up being a little bit bigger than we thought. She's about seven pounds. A Texas multipoo. Uh, I'm sorry? I said a Texas multipoo. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I take her to my office. I, I allow our, our people to bring dogs in um, to the office, and so usually we have three or four dogs in the office at all times. Uh, but she pretty much stays up on my desk. She doesn't like being around other dogs, and I just feel bad for her whenever we go out anywhere because she's, you know, she's alone. Um, we have a doggy door during the day. She never goes out unless we go out with her. And I'm just wondering... At three, uh, she just turned three. Do you do you have any recommendations for uh, uh, either? Uh, should I be thinking about getting a, a dog for her? And if so, what what sex, what breed? Um, well, I think, it's, I think it's a great idea. It's always a great idea to get a second dog, okay? There are times that men have to speak to men, women have to speak to women, and dogs have to speak to other dogs. So getting another dog is always a great idea. However, in your case, we are lucky to be living where we live in Southern California because there are so many rescue groups out here, I'm sure you're aware of them, where you can actually do some dating before you make a decision. Uh, take your dog and see if the dog is going to get along with that dog once or twice before you make the decision to adopt. But I think getting a second dog, being that the dog did live with other dogs prior, I think is absolutely the right idea. I would also consider, did you say yours was a male or a female? 
Uh, it's a female, although this one never did live with other dogs. We got this one after our last dog had died. Okay, but again, the, the idea is I want to make sure that she's going to get along well with other dogs. So if you work with several different rescue groups, as I said, you can do that dating thing I suggested until you find the dog that, that is that perfect match. I would look for something about the same size. And, you know, male or female, from my perspective, it makes no difference if you take the time to socialize them. I'm assuming they're both going to be spayed and neutered. So something about the same size. But before you make the commitment, just go out and get the dog. Work with some of the agencies. Let them give you a dog that maybe is really mellow, gets along well with other dogs, and see if we can't make that match up. Okay, and you think that it's something around the same age, or should I try to get a puppy? You can go a little bit younger. You can even go a little bit older around the same age. It doesn't make that much difference. I wouldn't go much, much older, but I would go a little bit younger, or maybe a little bit older, but around that same age. Great. Thank you so much. Oh, no, wait, David, can I come to work for you so I can bring my dog every day? <laughs> you know, it's it's great. Everybody, I mean, we have all different sizes, all different breeds, and they play around. Uh, occasionally, there's some barking, but it's a great place to work. And they actually say that places like Google, which allow dogs and different companies that allow dogs, the productivity of the people that work there is much better also. Yeah, yeah. Now, everybody loves it. All right, David, what can I send you? Tell me. Oh, you know what? Don't tell me. Hold on. I am going to send you a great gift basket for my good friends over at Halo. Halo purely for pets. So when that new dog comes in, he'll be started on the right food right from day one. Quick break, then right back to your calls. You know, as a pet guardian, you hear me recommend this all the time. People are always calling Warren. My dog's peeing here. My cat's missing a litter box. There's one product that works so much better than all the others. It's called American Kennel Club Gold Stain and Odor Remover. I introduced it several years ago. I've shared this success with many of my listeners. American Kennel Club Gold Stain and Odor Remover works to get rid of stains and odors caused by our pets. As pet guardians, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's the urine and other odors that our pets leave behind on our floors and carpets. American Kennel Club Gold works where other products don't even come close by actually neutralizing and encapsulating the urine odors, breaking them down so completely that even your pets can't find them. They also make American Kennel Club Gold Oatmeal Soothing Shampoo, which, by the way, is a revolutionary anti-itch dog shampoo that contains a unique pro-vitamin formula that actually replenishes and soothes dry, itchy skin. You can check out their products on my website, thepetshow.com, thepetshow.com, but don't accept any substitutes when you go to your local pet store. American Kennel Club Gold was awarded the most recommended stain and odor remover by hundreds of thousands of pet guardians voting in the Women's Choice Awards. American Kennel Club Gold Stain and Odor Remover is cruelty-free, safe for use around kids and your pets. So if you have a pet, don't be without American Kennel Club Gold, available at pet specialty stores and at my website, thepetshow.com. Try it today because once you use American Kennel Club Gold, I promise you, you'll never want to be without it. Pony boy, pony boy, won't you be my pony boy? Little Pony Boy by Bruce Springsteen. You know, I posted on Facebook this week, and if you're not following my Facebook, you should facebook.com slash the pet show. Sometimes I just got to spend time with the animals, away from people, just with the animals to get my head back in order. Hey, listen, here's the deal. I'm going to be out of time, but Matthew, you've been holding on for a long time. Uh, you got lost. Uh, Michael, you've been holding on for a long time. Write this number down. At 1 o'clock, start calling this number. I'll make sure you two of my first calls coming up. Here's the number for my national show. It's 888 302 3684. 
888-302-3684. I want to get to your call, Michael, about the rattlesnake. I want to get to your call as well, Matthew, in Marina Del Rey. So wait till 1 o'clock, just as soon as we get off the air, two minutes. Start calling that number, and uh, we'll take your call there. It's the same type of show. I give away the same gifts. Just let the phone ring. Be patient. That goes to my other listeners. If you couldn't get through this hour, uh, you can get through the national show. Again, it's 888-302-3684. If you have not been to my website recently, check it out. A lot of changes, thepetshow.com. But right now, stay tuned, because coming up right here is Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darawanita. Until next week, give all of your pets a big hug and a kiss for you, a special one between the ears for me. I'm Warren Eckstein. You've been listening to The Pet Show. Thank you.